from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Unique Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books for people who want it that way. Tell me Where why. We celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive in. <laughs> hey, we're going to tell you why. Boy, are we ever. We're, this is our show where we talk about uh, the rich EU history as well as uh, lesser known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays. I'm joined tonight by the person who has to have it his way because, of course, he's the producer and he gets to press the buttons that makes the show happen. And that is Rick Race. How are you, Rick? Hey, I'm here. And yeah, I'm here for the NSYNC Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, whatever you throw at me, I'm ready. <laughs> well, wonderful. Also, we have. Maybe the person who's even better dressed than the Backstreet Boys himself, Freddie C. Uh, today I'm just wearing a your average hoodie. Nothing crazy. <whistles> Nothing crazy. Uh, but yeah, it, you know what? I I do want to preface this show with uh, tell me why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, best episode ever. Oh I've yeah, that one. Yeah, I've at least seen that fun. clip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're here to really talk about one thing and one thing only. How do you spell gray? <laughs> oh, I I totally forgot about that. That has whole... been plaguing me for the last forty eight hours. Yeah, it's a nebulous uh, place to be. It's a tough one. I think we've come up with like a. It a is well, you've got code, right, Jared? A, a yeah. way to go, go about it. it. So we've got we've got gray spelt in two ways: one with an A, and, and uh, what I've heard in the past is A for if you're in America, and E for English, right? More like the British English. Uh, I, I I think that might be the right way to go. So. It's pending your location is how you spell gray. Interesting. Unless, of course, you're talking about 50 shades of gray, in which Ew. case it e. is always spelled with an E because that's the title of the book, uh-huh. which I think not that I've ever read the book or seen the movie. Yeah. But I think for me, that is what has ruined <laughs> trying to spell gray. That's fair. Because that was a book we all read and multiple times. Back to front, front to back, right? Right, guys? I feel like, no. I feel like that's a dirty <laughs> joke in itself. Like, I don't even know, like... Uh, oh, yeah, there's something yeah. there. Maybe mm. we should uh, check out Skuma Joe's You know what's here. even more... <laughs> yeah, what do you say? Uh, we were talking about coming-of-age movies. So, uh, he Skuma Joe would like a coming-of-age silly comedy about a Vong teenager who wants to get his development much to the ire of his traditional Vong parents. That's a great one. I like that, Skuma. I mean... Uh, Absolutely. It's a good one, but it's kind of more or less already in Star Trek. Kind of not really. That. There's that trope. But yeah, I, I'm, I here, for I'm here for it. Our Grey Jedi discussion was going to be the most offensive, controversial thing um, <laughs> that we were going to talk about tonight. But <laughs> oh. you mentioned Star Trek. So speaking of <laughs> somehow that's worse. Speaking of that. Never mind. Nope. 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 Oh, nope. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Grey Jedi, huh? Um, well, guys. I'm having a bit of buffering and some issues on my end. Uh, so if I'm like acting like I can't hear the entire conversation, it's because I can't. But I'm doing my <laughs> best. I'm trying to set up a new computer. So maybe I should just smack it like Han smacks the Falcon. What do you think? Yeah, you could do that. Sometimes it makes me feel better. Also, uh, for those listening in the future, Jared is currently in the middle of a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, what is that time time warp again called The in in uh, Dark like Empire? It's that two that tunnel that's gonna come grab you, the force tunnel. Oh, um, <laughs> the force wormhole. The force wormhole. There you go. It's on its way to Jared right now. So, <laughs> man, yeah, it's gnarly out the window. I'm gonna be honest. 
Uh, so that that that's uh, but guys, we're gonna get into what's gonna be a controversial topic tonight on the show. But first, we're gonna do a little bit of um, some traditional uh, showing off acquisitions. Little segment that we like to call Thracken's Thrift Store. Rick, is this is this difficult for you to talk about? You're you've made yeah. a difficult decision to part with some of your collection. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> yeah. I have made the decision out of full self-control and acknowledgement of my problem that is hoarding, and maybe just a little bit because finances are tight, but I'm going to start selling off my stuff. So maybe I am Thracken, and you can buy from my thrift store if you want something. <laughs> so uh, name your price, I guess, because no, I'm halfway kidding. I am going to be selling some. It's not like. and uh, I negotiated a deal to buy some from Rick. He and did. then within hours, massively crashed my bicycle, and <laughs> it's gonna cost ex- almost exactly to the dime to fix my yep. bicycle. What it was gonna cost for me to uh, to buy some books from Rick. So and so he reneged on, on the deal, by. and my family has been starving this week. It's fine. <laughs> so they're they're eating hyperspace worms. I mean, um, ramen, and hot chocolate, yeah. <laughs> and hot chocolate. Man, yeah. it keeps on showing up in more and more books. Like now that I'm looking for it, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's it's Timothy's on. He likes it's his thing. Well, Rick, you're trying to get rid of things, so does that mean you don't have any items for Thrakens this time around? Um, or have you also been buying things and getting rid of things at the same time? <laughs> I don't think I've I bought a canon book in order to sell it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to clarify, it's uh the Timothy's on like Thrawn trilogy, the canon one, like the first one. I had two of those three autographed, so I thought I'd have a better chance of selling all three autographed as a set. So I bought an autographed okay. one, really cheap. I mean, but cheap you haven't head. tried to sell it. Now you just have them on yeah. your shelf. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I already had that book, <laughs> but now I have that book and a signed book. And I don't want to say anymore because my accountability partners who are helping me with my spending might be listening. Don't so worry, Rick. Place. All the stuff behind me, all the stuff, all this Star Wars stuff I buy, this thing from the '90s, it's uh, all to sell, right? Yeah. If the price is right. If the price is right. Uh, uh, that's, that's the excuse, right? Oh, this is an Freddie, investment. How about you? What you got? Well. You got anything uh, to show off? First of all, Jared, thank you so much for your thank you notes. Uh, Jared Ooh. sent me a oh, thank yeah. you note in the mail along with. Rick didn't the... get a thank you note. He got a scrap I, of paper. I got a scrap <laughs> of paper. Seriously. Let's... And then, of course, the signatures. <laughs> oh, dude. The signatures. Mr. Stackpole. And, of course, we've got. Uh, We've got Sean Stewart here. Fantastic signature, by the way. And then uh, beautiful Mr. Rick's Mr. Sean Stewart, Stewart signature is uh, is, is <laughs> partially damaged. <laughs> it, it works. You know that's what's funny too. In this whole like, I'm not going to buy anymore. I'm going to start selling. I get these beautiful signatures and realize I don't have a Sean Stewart or Michael Stackpole hardcover, and I can't deface them by putting them on a paperback. So you know of a dark rendezvous well, the- and an I Jedi for sale. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only dark rendezvous hardcover is the sci-fi book club in fact yeah. when mr stewart <laughs> signed my copy he said to me i've never seen the hardcover before which wow. as a star wars collector that was a great feeling and i was like you can't have it um it's mine nice. but that's something funny that i remembered about this that i had totally forgotten freddie remember we bought these books together in uh, california last year we both yeah. got hardcovers of dark rendezvous um what's hilarious i forgot about this mine was already inscribed inside oh. the front cover of my hardcover of yoda dark <laughs> rendezvous y'all remember this uh-huh <laughs> yeah that's right read it jared it says to to mitchell with all love 
Grandma and Grandpa, 2005. <laughs> so, Mitchell, thank you for ruining my book. It's so funny. I love that. Uh, Mitchell, yeah, that was there, a... um, it's my Christmas present now. Thank you, Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got I've got so some now... other stuff here, unfortunately. Because uh, uh, I, I feel like, Jared, you've got a lot of cool stuff that you probably have to show. So I'm going to show mine. It doesn't get so downtrodden. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a couple of the, the things that I bought here are because because of Jared. I'm already holding it. Because of Jared. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Because of Rick. <laughs> mm, there you go. That's you can fair. blame Rick. Yeah, these are these are both your faults here. Uh, it was actually really nice. It was like a buy one, get one 50 off at uh, Barnes & Noble. And it was the day that we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, so they ended up in my, my lap. So I blame both of you for that one. Beautiful. And then uh, I'm going to put this. I call those then... Star Wars books nice enough to display in the bedroom. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I regret to inform you that I bought another one, another Trusa Bakura. Why, why regret? <laughs> it, it's a hardcover. Every time I see a hardcover, it's a must-buy. I never find okay. it. If, and this one says... <laughs> Wait, is it to Mitchell? No, Mitchell. Dude, no way. Dear Mitchell? John, dear okay. John, may the force be with you. Love, Mom and Dad, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> 92, man. Yeah. That's a good one. Wow. Mitchell's and old enough to have grandchildren now. Supportive or parents. John. That's great. That's right. Thank wow. you, John. Hey, you yeah. reminded me that I actually did go to Barnes & Noble right before, like, repented. And I did get oh. two, two books. Um, okay. I got the Star Wars timeline. Oh. Which isn't Legends, but it's a cool book. And then something else, but I can't remember what it is. So, um, yeah, good story, huh? <laughs> yeah, two Star Wars cool says, was that book out in 92? Yes, it came out in 92. So he got... It's the first edition right there. Nice. And, and then course, there's an inquiry. Do we, yeah. we address this? I need to take a recount. I actually don't know how many I own. But if I were to guess, I have. And I pass them out to, to folks every time they want a uh, Star Wars book of my favorite type here. Uh, and I, I so I've, I've given some out. So even a fan, uh, I believe, from Vermont. Uh, how you doing? Doing well. I see you in the chat every once in a while. Jeremy. Jeremy, exactly. Um, so maybe about... Eight or nine is what I think, but there's a chance that it could be a lot higher than that. <laughs> when when you, uh, I think I've got two or three, uh, Freddie. Freddie, when you're saying you 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 hand them out for some reason, my mind like went straight to you hand them out to like homeless people. They're mm. like asking for food on the side of the road, and you're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, here's Trusa Bakura." No, like that's no. just the. <laughs> I take my bike and I go door to door. Yeah. And I, <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> and if they want it, also they, Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freddie just has a gigantic bucket on his front porch full of trusted bucaras, <laughs> or all the little bitty ornament ornament size ones he has. There you go. There you go. Uh, last one. I'm gonna. This is the That's last right. thing I have. They're they're both re- uh, related. Two legends in a way. Uh, we've got uh, two of the Boba Fett Hasbro Kenner, I guess you would say, that drop here. I'll hold this one up first. Look at that artwork. This is nice. from. I want to say the em- yeah Empire. And now the bounty hunters. Yeah, check that out. So it's got the comic art, and even the the character himself, or the what do they call it, the figurine, uh, is painted. The model, I guess. I don't know. P- painted in the same way that the uh, artwork of the comic. And my favorite from Boba Fett: Death Lies. There it is. is Cam Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Cam oh. <laughs> Cam Kennedy. I said Cam Kennedy. Uh, Cam Kennedy. There, right there in the style. Or as of... we like to call him, Hot Dog Boba Fett, Freddie. Hot Dog. This is Hot Dog Boba Fett, 
in i guess not really the flesh in the plastic right here yeah in the plastic i've ordered mine it's on the way it's in route i love the shading on that too i wish you could see that in the camera but there's a lot of shading uh just like it's in the comic they're target exclusive so yeah yeah if you want to get your own they're out there swifty and in fact target exclusive (laughs) target's getting everything nowadays that's right get yourself a taylor swift album while you're at it all right so freddie got to show off his boba's fett gotta love it love to see it which one is a clone freddie Hot Dog Boba Fett or the original Marvel? Uh, let's go with the original Marvel because Hot Dog Boba Fett has a very close place in my heart. <laughs> That's right. All right. I love to see it. Well, um, I don't have new books to show off, new action figures. I did get, you know, as you know, um, quite a few books signed at Legends Con. I think I showed off a couple last week. I'll just show off two or three more at four tonight. Got uh, my my little Rogue Squadron paperback signed by Michael Stackpole. Oh, and he wrote something. Oh, this is cool. He wrote, fly fast and shoot straight. So that's cool. Not quite as cool, though, as what uh, Matthew Stover wrote in my book, which I think I showed off, which was everything I tell you is a lie. <laughs> Man, my, my mic is muted, but <laughs> I, uh, I I made the joke um, that uh, Stackpole wrote, Dear Mitchell, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be so good. <laughs> this one's cool because I got um, Christina. Nice. No. Karina Becco to sign my Legacy Volume 2. And she signed it, and it's the gold Sharpie. See if you can wow. even pick it up on the camera there. Yeah, right um, at the top. Yeah, which which looks really cool. And meeting her was awesome. Got a really good-looking black Sharpie signature inside my um, 30th anniversary hardcover collectible copy of Crimson Empire, mm. um, signed by Randy Stradley. And he wrote here, wow. Loyalty Never Dies, Man. which is cool. Yeah, and then he proceeded to tell me a story about the creation of these 30th anniversary hardcovers that, bless his heart, made no sense. I have <laughs> no idea what he was trying to tell me about these, but it was a long story. <laughs> oh, man. I I don't I don't really know where he was going with it. Nice. And one more, I got Planet of Twilight, which was my 300th Legends book. Say so the best for last. Um, <laughs> here, signed by Barbara Hambly, who. Uh, wore her Jedi robes to Legends Con, nice. which was pretty oh. cool. Yeah. She said, gotta do it right. There you go. That's All right, awesome. So that, that does it for Thraken's Thrift Store. Guys, let's give it uh, two here for Legends Lookout before we get into the topic that definitely isn't gonna get us canceled. Okay? Hmm. And that is Fifty Shades of Grey Jedi. I mean, I mean, just, <laughs> just, just Grey Jedi. Okay. Legends Lookout. Rick, we got something here about a video game. Hey, it's, it's almost old enough to be in your youth group. What is it? It's almost. <laughs> it is uh, the 15th birthday to the Force Unleashed. Oh, my goodness. That uh, makes you feel old? It does make me feel old. Uh, this is one of those games that I have played like maybe two hours of, but I own on like four different consoles. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, 100%, Rick. So, that is exactly me. Yeah. How about you, Jared? <laughs> I've I've played it several times through. It's one that my brother and I bonded on. We play it a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was a kid, he would like it for me to like send the stormtroopers flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also liked to play as Darth Vader and slaughter the heck out of those Wookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done that before. It's like the first oh, level. Man. Yeah, um, right. So it's nice. it's revolutionary game. We've got a great piece about it, an anniversary piece up on the site, written by our Hawaiian teammate Jay Mahalo Jay, and it's a great piece. Did a good job. I really talked about what makes the game groundbreaking in so many ways. Uh, the facial capture technology. 
Sam oh, yeah. Witwer, of course. Um, you got you got David Collins as proxy, and I definitely am still sorry, David, if you're listening. For the time I accidentally threatened you at Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> that was that was on accident. <laughs> I promise, I'm I'm not coming for you or anything. We should get him on the show. If we get him on the show, we'll have to. I would love, I would love <laughs> to have him on the show. He might, yeah, we might have to go through uh, Sony and to get his. Uh, and I'd probably have to be a like get a restraining order and a straight jacket in order <laughs> Aren't to get him you on. The guy. <laughs> <laughs> nope, wasn't me. Must be my clone. Hot dog, Jared Mays. Not me. <laughs> Hot dog, Mays. <laughs> We're not going to make that a thing, Spready Freddy. Not a thing. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> so, um, it was also groundbreaking for, you know, it's Physics Engine. And think about this, brand new consoles. And those guys worked so, so hard on that game. They put mm-hmm. it out on every single console at the time. PS2. PS3, original Xbox, Xbox 360, Wii, Nintendo DS has its own version. That yeah. PC, yeah. it's it's out on more consoles than Luke Skywalker had girlfriends in Legends. And I'm I'm not even exaggerating. I have it on DS, on on um, on Wii. That's the one. Xbox and PC. Like wow. actually, four different consoles. I've got it on game. the Switch now too, as well. Crap, I have it on the Switch as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, congratulations uh, to those guys. And out there, I'll see if I can link this in Discord. There's a really good three-part Twitch plays series with Hayden Blackman, the game the game lead, project lead. Um, also wrote some great Legends comics. Really a force to be reckoned with in Legends storytelling. Hayden Blackman, David Collins, and Sam Witwer, the three of them, did a three-part behind-the-scenes Twitch playthrough of that a few years ago. It's really informative and entertaining. I'll see if I can link it in Discord. Also, great awesome. chat here from, from Skuma. You got this one, Rick, about Mara. That's cool. You can unlock Mara in the Switch version. I did not know that. Yeah, clearly I own the Switch version and have not played it. <laughs> <laughs> but I played it on the Xbox. You know the one where you had like a controller as big as like a like a Big Mac? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Double Whopper-sized. Uh, That's right. Those are the good old days, man. The original site, yeah. Map Monsters. <laughs> All right. A couple more things here in Legends Lookout. Uh, Freddie, why don't you take this next one about the ELCs? Yeah, so we've got a few uh, ELCs dropping in October 24th, I wanted to say. Yep, October 24th. Uh, so those would be the Old Republic Annihilation, uh, Republic Commando True Colors, uh, The Courtship of Princess Leia, and I Jedi. So Everybody getting, loves I Jedi. Yeah, we're getting I Jedi in an ELC, which is, in my opinion, a good choice, because that, that means that Stackpole... Uh, definitely will receive some some fundage from uh, Rick <laughs> from that. <laughs> well, it also means he gets to finish Cornhorn's story. You know, I mean, at least continue yeah. telling it because we got the Rogue books. And I feel like you need I Jedi to finish oh, yeah. finish out that storyline, yeah, which we're gonna do it. We got <laughs> I Jedi up on the docket for the show in November. It's a good book. It's a book. All right. Uh, next up, we do have some information that's floating around the pages of the internet which we don't yet have covers for some more ELCs, but um, folks have tagged the, uh, tagged us in some tweets about these, so they're out there. How credible is this? I'm going to say like most of the ELC information we've gotten behind the scenes so far has ended up being true. Um, just It's more fun to talk about them when we get covers. So, Rick, why don't you rattle off the list here of some other Essential Legends collection books that have been uh, rumored, we'll say. Yep, so rumor books we might see coming down the pipeline. Uh, Night Errant by John Jackson Miller, Order 66 uh, by Karen Travis, Raid Squadron by the late great Aaron Alston, Iron Fist also by Aaron Alston, Lando Calrissian Adventures. Let's by, go, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. Elmo Smith. Uh, and then Imperial Commando 501st by Karen Travis. So some pretty, pretty heavy hitters there. You, that the Lando announcement is really fun. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that those are going to get a reprint. I can't wait for more people to discover Buffy Raw. And um, those books are bazonkers with a capital Q. And I, I also um, am hopeful that we'll get the Brian Daly adventures if we mm. get this one. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So that would be great. We actually have folks, our buddy Rob. Um, Rob Neese has called dibs the next time we get to one of the Brian Daly books. He wants to be on to talk oh, about them. So that'll awesome. be fun. That's right. From the Great White North, <laughs> our buddy Rob. All right, guys, before we uh, wrap it up tonight, we've got one more topic. A d- bit of a debate that we have never waded into here on Legends Look Back. In fact, people have begged us not to. But we're doing it anyway! Because we're gluttons for punishment. <laughs> okay. it's, become a, it's become a relevant topic lately with, with Ahsoka. Ahsoka herself says, you know, famously, I am no Jedi like my father before me. And um, however, how how much of a Jedi is she? It's debatable. People also were speculating about uh, the, the, the antagonists in Ahsoka, Balin and Shin. They were saying, you know, based on some early art, early uh, trailers, they were saying maybe they're, here it is, drop the hammer, gray Jedi. Ah, mm-hmm. and then that yeah. incited the most vehement internet vitriol you've ever imagined mm. imagine what folks were saying about the phantom dial that up to a 19 okay mm-hmm. i mean have so much hate about gray jedi and uh let's talk about it guys mm. what first and foremost constitutes in your opinion a gray jedi before we weigh in on if it's a you know if it's possible mm. if it's right even freddie conveniently left the chat All right. yeah he's like i'm not gonna tackle this one guys um he's working on his camera looks like but um so for me i feel like you have to to define some of the terms even before you get to that um because we use the term jedi synonymous synonymously or synonymous which one anyway yeah we use it synonymously thank you uh with force user and that's not the case you know you can be a force user or force sensitive and not be a jedi um so jedi to me that terminology has evolved over the years because in in most of like '90s legends, uh, dark Jedi are everywhere. I mean, true. You, every under every single corner around the galaxy is another dark Jedi, and that yeah. that term has fallen out of dis- has fallen into disuse. But they also didn't have Sith like at the point that was not a thing, right? Right, right. And so, so our, our, our language has evolved regarding this. Yeah, um, but to me, a Jedi it it. Um, it includes a ideology and a, a religion of the force. And so you don't, if you still are using the force, but not adhering to that religious or ideolo- ideological beliefs, that doesn't necessarily make you a gray Jedi, uh, in my opinion. I think the term, though, does have value, and maybe it, might it just describes make you some a, people. It might make you a rogue force user. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got some more thoughts, but I can throw them in later. So someone right. else. So yeah, we've got a couple of definitions here, and I found these from folks on the internet, and um, and I find both of these helpful. They're a little different from each other. Okay, one is we could be talking about a force user who can walk the line between the light and dark sides of the force. And here's the key. Here's the kicker: without surrendering themselves fully to the dark side, which of course begs the question of is that even possible yoda yeah. himself says once you go down to the dark path forever will it dominate your destiny that was the worst yoda it was, wasn't your best wasn't your best forever will it dominate your destiny that was better at least yeah all right 
Uh, I'll stop. <laughs> Another definition then would be um, someone who. Okay, so so with that is someone who would use dark side powers. In other words, in service of the good. So they're still good guys, but but they can do cool stuff. <laughs> another definition, another way to look at it would be it's a Jedi who refused to adhere to the strict code of the Jedi, the Jedi Council. They don't necessarily use dark side techniques, but yeah. they don't necessarily fall right in line with the dogma of the Jedi Code or adhere to the, the instructions of the Jedi Council. So those are two separate definitions. A good guy who does cool stuff versus somebody who uh, just is a little bit rebellious. Where where you fall in on all this, Freddie? Before we name yeah. the the great Jedi and legends and, and qualify whether or not they belong as with that title, what do you think? Okay, this is going to come at a lot of different angles. Uh, we've got the counterpoint of <laughs> of you know, can you really be a great Jedi? Because if you can't really stand for anything, then what is it that you stand for if you're just so neutral, right? Uh, if you're not if you're not trying to help anybody, if you're not there, there's that aspect. But then there's the aspect of, well, what if there is a Jedi who goes down a path that the Jedi are not too fond of, but it's not quite Sith in the making. It's just straddling more of the line of, of uh, I guess, the moral, kind of like chaotic good, right? If you think of a character who does whatever it takes to get justice, even if it's without the lawful, uh, you know, courts getting in the way, that kind of like a vigilante of sorts. Sure. Now, I believe it's very possible for that gray Jedi to exist, for a Jedi, you know, to have gone, gone through the Jedi Academy, to have gone through all of all of the process, become a Jedi Knight, get into their 30s or 40s when they're like, I don't know about this. They start deconstructing. <laughs> they have to say, uh, deconstructing. They get a couple of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They get a few tattoos, uh, but they discover that there's more to being a Jedi, probably. But also, they understand that there might be things the Jedi should be doing that they're not mm -hmm. because maybe their philosophy gets in the way but it doesn't really quite go with your philosophy you believe a different kind of thing and I see that as very possible right uh and and that's al almost Ahsoka not quite Ahsoka I feel like she got expelled for different reasons but imagine you get expelled from from something because of your belief and it's just your your hard hard fast belief now you just kind of create a different branch it's not really that light side jedi which, of which being inside the, the temple yeah, it begs the question of what's more important following the jedi council or following the will of the force yeah. and i feel like that is one aspect right you can see gray jedi existing in that kind of world but now you're talking about this the dark side the dark side can get really i feel like it gets tricky and muddy right like you don't really know right. when you've hit the dark side until you're in the dark side you're like uh oh mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. just killed somebody <laughs> which yeah. begs the question of where is the point of no return and, and I think that's more of the question, right? And I think Revan experienced that point of no return, which is unlimited power. <laughs> so I love that you went into Schwarzenegger voice. I was going to say, <laughs> Palpatine with plus Schwarzenegger is an interesting combo. Listen to me, my name is Revan. <laughs> Have you heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? That's, that's way better than my Yoda, let's be honest. But not as good as my Backstreet Boys. Um. <laughs> so I think... I think that's where you determine where where does the point exist when power and and the lust for that power and experiencing that power just because you 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 know you understand the light side right and it's just a slow process and the dark side is a really quick express way to get there at a heavy consequence so I feel right. like if you were to look at a curve right here here's the official curve someone can draw it for for us 
you've got you've got the light side over here right uh-huh. and i feel like you've got it's 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 kind of going down a little bit uh maybe maybe more like this it's sloped down in terms of like your moral your moral compass right and then once you hit a certain point we'll call that like the uh event horizon of the dark <laughs> side it's it's exponentially going down. Maybe logarithmic. I'm, I don't know which function this, that is. This segment we like to call rocket science with phrases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's essentially going like this. It's a sharp, steep drop off, mm-hmm. right? And it takes a lot. Obviously, look how long it took Revan or what it took for Revan to get back up to the point of sort of return where he was sort of a Jedi, but he didn't really feel like a Jedi. Yeah. And, and right? so what was great about Revan? Let's talk about who these people are. We've got a handful of Jedi who, in in Legends, could be classified as Grey Jedi. Revan is the poster child of the Grey Jedi. Um, Revan, of course, in the book, which is controversial, the book in and of itself, he talks about how, you know, he doesn't quite see light and dark the same way as the Jedi Council. He gets married. He has children. He's not afraid to use uh, a little bit of Force lightning every now and then. (laughs) But his life story, you know, does experience of, like, trying to trying to reject the Jedi Council's teaching, he did give in and become a Darksider. And so people will point to Revan and say, Revan actually is not the greatest example of a great Jedi. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Who else fits in there among the, the great Jedi and Legends guys? Jolie, 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 Jolie! Uh, sorry. <laughs> this is, who knew that the great Jedi episode would be uh, the first musical I was of Legends first. Look Back? It's not the first. I've been trying to have a musical episode for like, so there's some. When you brought your guitar, and we were like, Rick, this is a podcast. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, Jolie Bindo, he's hanging out down in the underlevels of Kor- of, of uh, Kor- uh, ah, Kashyyyk. And they get down there, and Revan's like, yo, you're a Jedi, dude. And he's like, ah, I used to be a Jedi, but the <laughs> Jedi Council, they really suck. So I'm just down here with my animals and my lightsabers. Um, and he basically lays out the dogma of a great Jedi. He, he says that I, I found their code too strict, their rules too rigid. Man. Actually, kind of sounds like maybe Jolie is just the stoner. <laughs> <laughs> What's he growing down there under those underlevels? Man, I just want to chill. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I definitely think that you the can more I describe it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can you can follow the path of light without being like strict strictly adhering to the Jedi code. And so, one of the definitions for gray Jedi is that somebody who uh, doesn't use the dark side, at least not ma- the majority of the time and just as differing with the Jedi Council. And so, like, that 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 gets a fine definition in and of itself. They can only do um, Force Lightning in one finger, not all of them. Yeah, that's a pinky, <laughs> too. It's, <laughs> uh, we got a great comment here from Isgul that uh, the main character in Into the Void, Lannery Brock is her name. Yeah, so she yeah. definitely sees... It's before the, the dogma of the Jedi and the Sith are really established as separate and apart, polar opposite, kind of yin-yang uh, religious groups. They're still figuring it out. And mm-hmm. um, so the balance, it's a lot more balanced. But, however, that begs the question of what's the balance of the force. We're not getting into that tonight. Um, a few Can more. Can a second? Sure. Go ahead, Rick. What I you just want to make a reference. Uh, two books that I actually looked at before tonight. Uh, this one, The Jedi Path. Uh, uh-huh. They just talked about that on, on Star uh, Wars Archives. Nice. These, I love these books. Um, it has a little segment about uh, Grey Jedi. like It's super brief. And then Star Wars and Philosophy, I pointed this book out a while back, but it actually gets into some of the like the religious thought and philosophy on that. So if you're interested in this topic and want to dive into more about cool. maybe what was inspiring George Lucas and some of his thoughts, perhaps, even just kind of the bigger picture, this has some really in- insightful yeah. comments as well. So I'll, I'll answer any more. Hey, no, so that's, you're, Rick, that's you're a good t- one, by the way. Recommended. Mm-hmm. I have not read that. Are you telling me there's a section on Grey Jedi in the Jedi Path? 
Uh, it's it's a paragraph. I'll look at it. Um, no so it's toward way. it's toward the back. Um, Rick's got receipts, y'all. He does it have says, receipts. Threats to Jedi teachings, <laughs> and uh, there's a paragraph. I'll go ahead and read it. It says the so-called gray Jedi have been with us since the beginning. Although they do not break with the Jedi orthodoxy concerning the dark side, they bristle when asked to take orders from the Council. Gray Jedi make compromises, cut corners, and hide their actions from scrutiny, all under the assumption that their experience makes them authorities on policy. Whatever. Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. Mavericks who are <laughs> difficult to control, but can be valued members of the Order after they have been persuaded to follow the established hierarchy. My favorite part is This little... is propaganda, by the way, from the Jedi Temple. I'm telling totally, you right now. Totally. That sounds like it was written by that stodgy professor from Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> the old yeah, lady. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, my favorite part, though, is the, the little, you know, notes on the side. And Kenobi has a note that says, Some call Master Qui-Gon a gray Jedi, and I confess I can see why they do. He's going yeah. to get me in trouble. Let's talk about Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, yeah, alongside Mace both are, are often included in this conversation. Qui-Gon, though, we never see him use dark side force powers. He, however, does not see the force in the same way as a Jedi. And so he fits one of these two definitions. Well, um, he, I feel like Qui-Gon is more ahead of the curve in terms of his, his uh, I guess, understanding. I feel like he's really looking at the technical side of it. Like if he were, let's say, uh, working with, I don't know, the Pope, right? He would be doing like the, the astrophysics and how God created certain things, right? I feel like that's exactly how Qui-Gon was. He was more focused on not just this mystical thing, but really trying to hone in on what it was. And uh, really, you know, I, I think that that was the reason why he, he brushed up against the, the Jedi Council. They were so in their way. And he said, no, 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 what you think is in your way, it's actually something different we need to look into so that's right. why he didn't quite make so the council he's, he's he's a mystical thinker i mean he's just an outside the box kind of roguish he's an enneagram eight all right we'll just put it that way <laughs> i um, thought you didn't believe in the enneagram i don't but i'm an eight and i love qui-gon so we're the same <laughs> <laughs> um who else would fit this list we've got revan jolie bindo star killer often is included in this conversation star killer that's shout a great out once one. again to the force unleashed if you're wanting some more if you want to experience the jed the great Jedi thing for yourself and decide for yourself. Don't just listen to Freddie Prince Jr., okay? Go out there and make up your mind for yourself. Spend some time with Starkiller. Um, Quinlan Voss, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Legends Jason Momoa. That's hey. my favorite. That's my favorite one. Quinlan Voss. Can we talk about Quinlan Voss for a little bit? Go for it. What you got to say? So Quinlan Voss. Rick, do you, have you read, read uh, what is it, Dark Disciple? I think it's Dark mm -hmm. Disciple. Oh, come so, on. Get into the Legends books. The, yeah. Hold on. Freddie, have you read a canon book? I, I've I've read that recently because I was like I like Quinlan Voss because I feel like his his path into the darkness was very interesting to follow right yeah. uh it it shows a bit of how the reason why Jedi decided no love <laughs> was because it can really take you into an area that you're unprepared for mm. and possibly at the advantage of the dark force user if that's the case which it was the case in in Quinlan's story. And I believe that to be very true, but at at the same time, it's really up to the will of the Jedi, right? And we all know how how Quinlan Voss ended up going, but yeah. And in Legends, in the Republic comic, Quinlan he, he he lets his anger and his impulsiveness get the best of him, and he does find himself slipping too far down that path, and so he tries to rein himself in. Ala Secura tries to rein him in, and so I do appreciate that that he has to have a counterweight um, yeah. to help him from losing himself, because I think you know Yoda has a point that I think Yoda's wrong. <laughs> which is a hot take, but 
um, that I, I would say there is a point of no return, and he flirts with that line. So he goes way past that line. So okay, this is again a big picture question. Um, on the path to the dark side, does a Jedi or a light force, light side force use? Do they necessarily have to wade through the raid Jedi before they become straight up evil dark side user Sith? Or can you just jump from one of the other? Well, we're out of time. That does it for tonight. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Revan is proof that it's not easy, right? That inflection zone is not... It takes a lot of energy, basically, to, to get yeah. in a way... I think it takes a lot... Or it doesn't take much energy, right? It's like it's like gravity kind of carries you right into the dark side. Really easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dark side. It's, it, it's exponential. You start using it, it and then it just yeah. takes you down. Yeah. And I feel like to get out also takes a lot of energy right mm -hmm. and let's take a look at it in the history of star wars anakin skywalker he he flirted with it obviously went real quick yeah. <laughs> real quick into the dark side it was almost like a snap of a finger from our point of view yeah and but and he, he never was he never was the like the poster child for perfect jedi student though but True. Uh, the reason was he was recruited by a great jedi but by, by a rogue jedi qui-gon who uh -huh. yeah Qui-Gon, if he had just listened to the Jedi Council. <laughs> so it is a really interesting conundrum. I find all this yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Another Skywalker who goes down this path in Legends is Luke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, twice. One in Dark Empire. Yep. He flirts with that line. His sister's the love line. is what is what brings him back. Crosses yeah. the line. And it always and he, seems to he be he love. It safe, right? But he can't. It always seems to be love that brings a lot of these people back. It's like, what's the what's the the counterpoint to evil? It's gotta be love, like, because that's that's really the counterpoint to to evil, in my opinion, to mm. selfishness is is to think of others. And come on, and, preach, <laughs> Jared, you should be in the in the uh, uh, what is it called? Your your uh, your tabernacle? It called? <laughs> uh, I've been pulpit. to a tabernacle. Your pulpit. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate but that yeah, word. Such a weird it, word. And so it, it really takes. <laughs> It takes a lot of, of energy, of good energy, to bring a person out similar to Naruto, right? Naruto fighting the bad guy, finding the weak spot that made him the bad guy. Hmm. Um, takes a lot of work. Well, Luke not only goes to the dark side in Dark Empire, but also in, I think we've got a pick of this, <laughs> in the Dark Nest, the Swarm War, the Bug Books, as I like to call bug them, the Bug Books. books. There we go. Luke is using Force Lightning, and he, he basically is like, what if maybe the Jedi were not just wrong about marriage? But maybe they, maybe they were wrong about this, and so Troy Denny, you know, uh, has got his own kind of rogue way of writing Star Wars. But mm -hmm. he he takes Luke over that line, and he's like, well, maybe we'll stay good, but do some dark side stuff. And then, yep. of course, he he comes back and says, no, that wasn't working. I kind of lost myself in that. I find it all really interesting. And uh, why do you think, guys, as we wrap up the show tonight, there are others, of course, in Legends who have been on this quote-unquote gray Jedi spectrum. you got the Imperial Knights and the Legacy Comics, mm. which I just read those recently. Uh, Legacy Volume 2 got me thinking about it. They're the, the red-clad, armored, uh, white-bladed uh, figures here in the image. Uh, Mace Windu is also brought up because of his use of the pad, the pod, which, oh my goodness, listening to Matthew Stover talk about that was hilarious. <laughs> hopefully that hopefully that interview will drop again. We'll drop soon. i got to do wanna... a little bit more. Let me talk edited. about this uh, awkward '90s family photo that is the bottom left there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a boy band picture. From, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The Imperial Knights. Yeah, mm -hmm. Imperial sure. Knights. So, but but that brings me to one last question here, and we'll wrap up the show. Why do you think people get so fired up about Gray Jedi? And hey, if you're listening to this and are fired up, um, please keep it civil in the YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, 
It's a good one. You know, I think it, it steams down to what exactly the gray Jedi is, which is an unknown anomaly, right? It, it's so gray. Why, w- why would there be a clear definition of what a gray Jedi is? And clearly, uh, we like to have light, dark, plain and simple. But in, in actuality, you know, it, gray Jedi, are we looking at the point of view of, of the Jedi Council? Because I feel like very much so. It could have been a lot of folks. And then Voss could have been. Much of Star Wars shows us that the Jedi Council were wrong. Yeah. So, if so that's, why are people so opposed to Grey Jedi? If that's the point of view. Now, if we're talking about in the whole philosophy of the Force, right? Light side, dark side, balance. Your your balance would have to mean that maybe both sides are are unrivaled, right? And you need someone to rein them in, <laughs> aka someone who can destroy both sides a little bit to bring everything more in balance. I, you know, I I don't really know because that's what you'd have to see is how. How would you do it in the balance of this? You'd have to have a really perfect scenario. Yeah. Someone in the comments write that scenario. Like, yep. Man, like I said, it's really interesting talking about the philosophy and the some of that uh, the balance question. And, and is it balanced in the force across all force users? Is it balanced in an individual? Can you really have balance? And uh, what is balance? Is it is mm-hmm. it the abolishment of evil, which right. sometimes is what George has said, or is it perfectly balanced of good <laughs> and evil mm-hmm. yeah i do know this much that in legend um there's there's less clearly defined categories of jedi and sith because much of like 90s legends for example there was no prequel trilogy mm-hmm. um so they're figuring it out and that's where we get the term dark jedi within legends like it or not there are characters who fit this category so many legend stories have rogue jedi who are flirting with that light side dark side line and i actually find the ambiguity interesting mm-hmm. from a storytelling character development point of view these stories about revan stories about the imperial knights uh, i find luke's experiments with the dark side very compelling very interesting quinlan boss's story is one of the best in all of legends comics qui-gon's one of my favorite prequel jedi um i I think in legends at least people can say what they want about canon in legends this category is there to a certain extent now what do people people's opinions about it i don't know why people get so upset about this but i've got a theory Freddie Prince Jr. did that rant a few years ago about, and I'll link this in Discord. It's very NSFW. He says the F word like every other word. He and he says basically establishes his credibility with George taught Dave and Dave taught me. Therefore, I'm right, and all of you are idiots. And people, I think they just he was very persuasive, and I think people have jumped on that Freddie Prince Jr. bandwagon, which he's entitled to his. But I. I think he was he bullied his way into like building an army of anti grade Jedi, uh, basically Jedi Council narcs. Out here. Can I throw in another yeah. possibility? Yeah. I um, you know, again thinking big picture from outside of the the fictional world of Star Wars, maybe because we live in an actual world of gray where there is a lot in between right and wrong and and white and black, where we want our fiction to have clear defined lines as a means of escape. Yeah. You know, if our fiction is as convoluted as real life can be sometimes, it's just more stress. And so we want things to be simple. Yeah, that, that's my theory. I, you know, in reality, a good guy could be bad the next day and the next day he could donate all of his life savings to another thing. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, is this guy really good? I don't know. Right. And and that that ambiguity is exactly why I think it frustrates people. I can honestly see why George did not want a great Jedi. I could see why he'd want like some beautiful future uh this pristine idea of, of a of a good society and you know i i all for that that's, that's star trek that's cool <laughs> yeah well uh 
I, I find all the ambiguity interesting because you know you can. I, I'm a Christian. Uh, you can have Christians who are um, more adherent to their ancient texts than others. Um, you can find Christians who are more morally upright than others. You can find very righteous, um, morally um, pious individuals who also do morally great things. And so I, I find that all really compelling and really interesting as a reflection of mm-hmm. real life to help navigate real life scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a counterpoint to the escapism. That's fair. Yeah. Interesting. And again, it all goes back to definitions in the real world and in, in the, the Star Wars world is what is good? What is evil? And who gets to define those? And I think that's yeah. that's a, I guess, a worldview question that everybody has to answer. This has yeah. been a really interesting debate. I'll tell you what is not just good, but is great, is Dark Empire. Everybody should read that. That's going to yeah. do it for tonight's episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, we're not going to have a live show next week. Um, however, we are going to have a special treat. I'm really close to finishing the edit on the Legends Con highlight reel. That's going to be hitting next Tuesday night in place of the live show. So um, um, be looking for that next week. Uh, the next roundtable, if you're wanting to read along with us at home, will be completing the Hand of Thrawn duology by Timothy Zahn with the absolute whopper that is Vision of the Future. So take some time, read that, and hang out with us here in about a month when we get to talking about that. That is it for this week. Thanks for joining us here for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for support. Uh, a special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sanders, Zach W., Michael Fry, Raymond Bazinski as well on our Jedi High Council, as well as James Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Thank you for your amazing support. Remember to sub to the channel, leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. By the way, guys, uh, if you're, you can find our uh, audio interviews with these Legends authors that I got to interview at Legends Con. Those are, at the moment, not on YouTube. Those are in the podcast platforms, so you got to pop over there to hear those. So far, two out of five are released in the wild. Karina Becco and Michael Stackpole with 200 million more well on the way. Something like that. There's three more well on the way. Three. Once your thoughts right on the show, you can find our contact information in the description below. We're also on X at Legends Look Back. Remember to keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast. 